Hello, and welcome to BSN Extra, the show that has everything you need to know about Bearcat sports. I'm your host, Carlos Zimmerman. It was another successful weekend for Sam Houston with both volleyball and football clinching spots in postseason play. And then both men's and women's basketball showed great outings with men's basketball taking down Letourneau last Wednesday and playing very closely with the Nebraska Cornhuskers on Friday night. And then women's basketball picked up a win over Wiley College on Thursday before falling to UT Arlington on Saturday. When we come back, we'll break down every shot, pass, punt, bump, set, and spike from this weekend. So find a comfy spot, sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. We'll be back after this. Hey, Bearcats, take your membership on the go by downloading the Sam Houston State University Alumni Cat app today. Not a member yet? Join the Sam Houston Alumni Association or renew in seconds to enjoy exclusive national benefits on dining, entertainment, and much more. Now that you're in, take some time to explore your exclusive member benefits, read the latest edition of Heritage Magazine, or find an alumni event near you. Click on our travel tile to sign up and explore the globe with our traveling Bearcats, or stay connected to alumni in your area as you take your membership everywhere. Come hang out with the Alumni Association as we tailgate some of the biggest games of the year by showing your alumni member card that is now in the palm of your hand. Download the SHSU Alumni Cat app today in the iTunes or Google Play Store, or visit shsu.edu slash cat app. Eat em up, cats! Welcome back, everyone. I hope you have had a fun and exciting weekend. We sure have here at Sam Houston. Lots to talk about on today's show, starting off with women's volleyball and their huge victory that they picked up on Saturday afternoon in Nacogdoches, knocking off the Lady Jacks of SFA in a four-set thriller to clinch the Southwest Division title in the WAC and the number one seed in the WAC Conference Tournament. But before we look ahead to that later this week, let's talk about Saturday. I had the pl- uh, Folks, I had the pleasure of being on the call for the match on ESPN Plus alongside of Greg Miller. He's the voice of the Lady Jacks of SFA. So a little bit of a different but yet amazing an amazing experience to have, so a special thank you to the folks at SFA for having me. But, you know, the game itself was something to behold. Both the first and second sets really mirrored each other, and me and Greg talked about that on the broadcast. Sam Houston, they would jump out to a bit of a lead, and then SFA would slowly creep their way back into into the match up until the final few points where Sam Houston would pull off the set victory, and that's exactly what they did with a 25-21 set one victory and a 25-20 set two victory. In those first two sets, Brianne Chassie, she was just on it. With every swing that she took, you could feel the floor vibrate every time one of her kills hit the floor. That's just how incredible her swing is and just the way she hits the ball, and, and, and no, there's no chance for the opposing defense to try and hit it back or dig it out. Set three, however, this is where Sam Houston would kind of hit the snooze bar. Not kind of. They really did hit the snooze bar. SFA just came out firing. And at one point, many of us inside Shelton Gym were thinking, you know, if Sam Houston was just going to eclipse 10 points in that set. But SFA, behind heroics from their number four, Alyssa Ortega, she came up with some huge plays. If you haven't seen them, go check it out on the ESPN Plus broadcast. It was in the third set. It was insane. I, I could barely describe it. But the Lady Jacks won the set. 
25 to 13. And then came the fourth set. From the start, it looked like it was going to go SFA's way and we'd be going to a fifth set, but Sam Houston channeled whatever it was they channeled in the first two sets to bring the game back into their favor. And by set's end, it looked like a carbon copy of the third set, only this time it was in favor of the Bearcats. As Sam Houston took set four, 25 to 17. And with that, folks, a lot of firsts toppled down. This was the first win for Sam Houston in Nacogdoches since 2013. This is also the first time since 2011 that a regular season sweep of Stephen F. Austin happened. As I said, this win clinched Sam Houston the Southwest Division title and the number one overall seed in the Western Athletic Conference Tournament. Stat-wise, Ashley Lewis, she led the way with 19 kills, two of those being aces and 14 digs, but that second dig of the match for her was her 1,000th, making her the eighth Bearcat in program history to reach 1,000 digs and 1,000 kills. Those 19 kills and 14 digs also notched Ashley Lewis a double-double. Brianne Chossie, she ended up with 11 kills and seven blocks, the latter of that being a career high for her. Catherine Krieger notched 10 kills in the effort to help Sam Houston reach a flat two, uh, 222 hitting percentage. That doesn't sound right coming out my mouth, but it's you, you get the picture. Morgan Yanda, she finished with 42 assists and a pair of kills, and Dejanay Gilmore wrapped up her regular season performance with seven kills and five blocks. After the match, I was able to catch up with Ashley Lewis, Brianne Chelsea, and head coach Brenda Gray to get their perspectives on the match and the conference tournament that follows. To finally get it done this year, I mean, I'm honestly just speechless and super, super excited for what's to come at the conference tournament next week. Breathe. Your final run here at uh, here in Nacogdoches as well. Just talk to me from your perspective and the way y'all played today. It's just kind of surreal. I mean, we played for this championship so many times, and the fact that we got to take it on this floor, it's unreal. And like Lou, I'm kind of speechless. I just, I kind of can't stop smiling. <laughs> Coach, what did you tell them after that third set? It was a little bit of a rough go in that run. What did you tell them going into the fourth? Honestly, I told them the good Lord works in mysterious ways, and they have three years to seniors on their roster and they had a, a wonderful set but they're not going to take this match so we need to let that go relax a little bit come out and take control of the division. Ashley 19 kills for you today led all comers just talk to me about you know the way you've just played this entire season it seems like you've just been you've been on a different level compared to past years. I mean I definitely have to owe it to my team though without my team I don't get it done but I think I just really had the mindset coming in this year that I wasn't going to go out without the trophy. Bree, conference tournament's next. This is a huge one. I've just heard from, you know, just about everyone here that the goal has been since everyone has gotten here to Sam Houston is let's go to the NCAA tournament. What's it going to take? Definitely. I mean, we're not finished. This was one championship. We got another one to win next week. So put in the work next week and hopefully make it to the NCAAs. I've been asking them all season long, Coach, how they've been feeling. How are you feeling right now winning a <laughs> divisional I, championship? I am so proud of them. I mean, this has been a great group start to finish. I mean, I think we've had a great year that just happened to finish here at SFA. And I'm so proud of these students. So proud of them in there. And I mean, go Cats. Coach, let me get your your final thoughts, final question here. Just going into this conference tournament, it's a little bit, you know, different from past times in the Southland. What are you expecting? Great competition, start to finish. Um, we know that when we went out there to play at our pod, the competition was high. I think that's something we've trained for all year, and we're ready to go out there and uh, be in the mix. And I truly believe that our team is good enough, strong enough, competitive enough, pretty enough to go out there and fight for a championship.
The WAC Conference Tournament bracket has been set with play kicking off on Thursday morning, but we're going to take a dive into that later this week with a full preview later this week. Taking a look now at women's basketball. They split their two games over the weekend, an 86-62 win over Wiley College at home and a 72-54 loss to UT Arlington up in the DFW area. Looking at that matchup with Wiley, Sam Houston really came out of the gate hot. I was on the call for this one as well on ESPN Plus alongside Ken Holland. Uh, like I said, they came out hot, but cooled off quite a bit in the second quarter. Callie Garrett for the Wildcats hit a three at the buzzer to make things 40-29 to 29 going into the locker room. And now you would think that's a really decent score being up by 11 going into the half, but when you look at the matchup, it's not quite where you want to be. Sam Houston's shooting was not quite all the way there. 17 of 38 from the field in the first two quarters, and it was very much the same in the second half. Cats shot a little worse than that, 12 of 32, but it was enough to secure the victory, a 86-62 win over Wiley College. Sam Houston finished shooting 41% from the field, 40% from behind the arc, and 72.7% at the charity strike. Individually, Faith Cook just shot the lights out. 30 points in the game, 9 of 17 from field goal range, as well as 3 of 5 from three-point land. Courtney uh, Cleveland, she played very well as well with 16 points and 7 rebounds. Kaylee Jefferson and Demaya Telemac each finished with 11 points as well. On Saturday afternoon, the Cats were tasked with a tough matchup with the Mavericks of UT Arlington out of the Sun Belt Conference, a team that the Cats know very well in a historical sense with both programs being former Southland Conference members. Bearcats kept it close in the first quarter in the first quarter with a 19-14 game going into the second, so you like what you see there. And then they even kept it within 10 at the half, the only down 33-25. It was the fourth quarter where things would kind of unravel as UTA would shut down Sam Houston. Cats only shot 3 of 12 from the field in that quarter, and the Mavs cruised to their first victory of the season, a 72-54 win. As a team, the Bearcats just shooting just kind of fell flat, 34.5% from field goal range, 36.4% from outside the arc, and 63% from the free throw line. Faith Cook once again led the way with 19 points, going 6 of 15, and Madeline Batista had a bit of a resurgence after a quiet night on uh, Thursday, she finished with 14 points against the Mavericks. Coming up in next week's recap show, where we're going to break down the matchups that Sam Houston women's basketball has had, those games against Tulsa, the University of Sciences and Arts of Oklahoma, and the Hartford Hawks. When we come back, we'll talk men's basketball and football. So stay with us. You're listening to BSN Extra. Hey, Bearcats. Take your membership on the go by downloading the Sam Houston State University Alumni Cat app today. Not a member yet? Join the Sam Houston Alumni Association or renew in seconds to enjoy exclusive national benefits on dining, entertainment, and much more. Now that you're in, take some time to explore your exclusive member benefits, read the latest edition of Heritage Magazine, or find an alumni event near you. Click on our travel tile to sign up and explore the globe with our traveling Bearcats, or stay connected to alumni in your area as you take your membership everywhere. Come hang out with the Alumni Association as we tailgate some of the biggest games of the year by showing your alumni member card that is now in the palm of your hand. Download the SHSU Alumni Cat app today in the iTunes or Google Play Store or visit shsu.edu slash cat app. Eat them up, cats!
Welcome back, everybody. I hope you are enjoying the show just far, and we've got quite a lot to unpack in this final segment. So strap here, strap in here for just a little bit, and I'll let you get on your way. So let's look at men's basketball. Best time of year, folks. This is my favorite time of year. I'm a huge college basketball junkie. Anyone can tell you that I can name every single Division One mascot and that stems from watching all the college hoops that I have had. So I'm very excited that college basketball is alive and well back on both the men's and women's side. On the men's side, however, for Sam Houston, they hit the hardwood last Wednesday night, taking on the Laterno Yellow Jacket. Excuse me. In front of a packed Johnson Coliseum, I might add. 1,000 plus made it out to that game. So very exciting to see. Sam Houston started off strong, as many expected in the first half, but in the second half, they just started to run away with it. In that second half, they outscored Letourneau 48-21 to en route to that 97-54 victory, and when you look at that, you would think, oh, the shooting was just on par. It, it wasn't quite where I think head coach Jason Hooten wanted it to be. 42% from the field, 26% from three, which is not w- really what you want, especially when you have two sharpshooters from outside the arc and Savion Flag and Demarcus Lampley. Bearcats were also 57% from the charity stripe. Everyone from Savion Flag on down to Koopa Kurwowski was able to get into the scoring. Flag finished with 20 points in his Bearcats debut, the graduate transfer from Texas A&M. He also added seven rebounds. Demarcus Lampley, he also finished with 20 points, also had a pair of steals. Tristan Ipe rebounded well with 16, 16 boards, six of those on offense. Very impressive stuff. Off the bench, Keen Scroggins and Damon Nicholas Jr. each finished in double figures with Keen at 11 and Damon at 10. Nicholas Jr., he was also able to grab five rebounds to boot. So, a great start to the season. A 40-plus point victory over Letourneau, a team historically you've done very well against. And that set the stage for Friday night. A big matchup, and I don't say big lightly. It, it's a big one. Playing the Nebraska Cornhuskers up in Lincoln, Nebraska, at Pinnacle Bank Arena, a power five. You know, with Nebraska, kind of a bottom feeder in the Big Ten. Uh, They have not been to the NCAA tournament since 2014, and before that, they hadn't been since 1998. 2014 was their only experience uh, making it to the dance in the Big Ten. In 1998, they did it as members when they were back in the Big 12. For about three quarters of this game, Sam Houston really handled Nebraska. And it wasn't until the final eight minutes of the game that Nebraska just bounced back and just shot the lights out, was shutting down Sam Houston, and that's what gave the Cornhuskers a 74-65 to win. Shooting woes continued for the Bearcats, 37.5% from inside the arc and then 30% from outside the arc and 50% from the charity stripe. So not great numbers for a team that was leading three-quarters of the game. Savion Flagg, however, he showed up big. He finished with a double-double, 31 points and 11 rebounds, and yet nobody else reached double figures. Javion May was the closest with eight. Demarcus Lampley really had an off night. He shot two of 14, both of those makes being three-pointers plus a free throw, so he finished with seven points. And then Kean Scroggins off the bench. He grabbed eight boards. What's next for Sam Houston? They got Missouri State coming up at home and inside Johnson Coliseum, and we're going to take a look at that matchup coming up in the preview pod later this week. Shifting now over to the gridiron, Bearcats football. 
They have clinched the AQ7, the WACA Sun Challenges bid to the NCAA playoffs in the FCS with their win over the weekend over Eastern Kentucky, 42-28. to That was the final from Bowers. This was the 20th straight win for Sam Houston, extending the longest active winning streak in all of Division I football. This was also the 19th win for the Bearcats in a calendar year. Looking at the game itself, Sam Houston got it going early. A Ramon Jefferson 13-yard carry for the score, and that made it 7-0 good guys with nine minutes left in the first quarter of play. However, the Bearcats, they did not find the end zone again until the four-minute mark of the second quarter. That tells you how long it took for the Bearcats to get there. It was a 32-yard strike from Schmid to Ife Adei, and that made it things 14 to nothing. And then just before the break, just to make matters worse for Eastern Kentucky, 40 seconds left, Schmidt would find his favorite target, Jaquez Ezard on a 19-yard dart, and that made things 21 to nothing. Sam Houston going into the locker room. Third quarter saw a lot of action on both sides of the ball as Eastern Kentucky was able to get on the board for the first time on Saturday. A Parker McKinney 10-yard scamper that made it 21-7 to start the third, but with nine minutes left in the third, Schmid would find Cody Crest on a 26-yard pass, and that made things 28-7. to So at that point in the game, you think Sam Houston was just doing what they have done best, and they continued to do that because late in the third, Ramon Jefferson would find the end zone again from one yard out, and that would blow things open. 35-7, to so things were set in the stage for a big statement win for the Bearcats. This one arguably going to be one of their more tougher matchups of the year, but on that ensuing kickoff following the Ramon Jefferson touchdown, Davion Ross for the Cardinals took it 98 yards back the other way, and that made it a three-possession game, 35 to 14 and then to open the fourth quarter Parker McKinney found Jaden Smith from 28 yards out and that made it a two score game 35 to 21 so you have to think as a Bearcat fan you're starting to feel an an inching of nervousness starting to creep over your body because with so much time left in the game and it's only two possessions a lot can change but Eric Schmidt said nah I got this with nine minutes left in the game, he was able to scramble for a four-yard touchdown that made it 42-21, to and then Eastern Kentucky just could not find the end zone the rest of the way up until garbage time as McKinney found Braden Sloan on a four-yard touchdown pass with 20 seconds left to go, but that would be it as Sam Houston wins it 42-28 to to improve to 9-0 and on the season with one game still to go in the year. Coming off of a game against Dixie State where Sam Houston ran for 403 yards, this is where the passing game made its return. Schmid went 27 of 44, 392 yards passing, three touchdowns and no picks. Plus, on the ground, he also carried eight times for 42 yards and a touchdown as well. On the ground game, Ramon Jefferson led the way, 15 carries for 66 yards and two touchdowns. And then through the air, Ife Dei had seven catches for 138 yards and a touchdown. Jaquez Ezard had nine catches for 111 yards and a touchdown. In the postgame presser, we caught up with Eric Schmidt to get his thoughts on the return to form of the passing game. They played a bunch of zone, and I thought we had a really good game plan going into the week. We knew that they were going to do that, and so they were giving us a lot of easy stuff um, and Offensive line did awesome job, giving me plenty of time. The receivers are just going to go make the plays like they usually do. So we had a good game plan, and we just really executed that. 
Defensively for the Bearcats, they came away with two sacks as a team. One and a half of those belonged to Mr. TFL himself, Markel Perry. The other half went to Jahari K. Trey Fields, he also came up with a tackle for loss with Trace Piscoro and Javon Leon also coming away with half a tackle for loss as well. Zion McCollin added an interception to his stat sheet, but it was Trevor Williams. Came up huge for the Bearcats defense. 11 tackles, nine of them being solo. Two of them being also tackles for loss. We caught up with him post game as well. Well, you know, just coming into the game, you know, we're trying to make sh- making sure, you know, that we storm and compete. You know, that's that's what Coach Carlin preached to us every day. And you know, we had to come out here for this game with the same mindset that we're going to storm and compete every play. And with that, that now brings us to post game wrap up with Coach Keeler as he gives his thoughts on the big win, clinching the AQ seven bid. And what's next for Sam Houston football with Abilene Christian coming up next. So I'll now turn things over to head coach Casey Keeler. Yeah, conference champs and uh, you'll get the automatic qualifier. Uh, so and we were playing a good opponent. You know, we thought Eastern Kentucky was really well coached and uh, just, um, you know, re- very conscious of the fact that they were down like 21 or so against Central Arkansas and came, you know, flying back and won that ball game. So um, it was a tough travel for them, you know, that SFA the week before in Texas and then had to travel here. So a little bit of our advantage. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I thought it was a good opponent. We got a good win. A couple of things with the cleanup. Obviously, a kickoff return for a touchdown, it just is – it can't happen. And we had a guy unblocked uh, to the ball, and he didn't make the play. Um, and, you know, a couple of things at the end. You know, they got a cheap one in at the end, uh, or it would have been a three-score game. But, you know, I, I told the fellows in the locker room, I said, you know, win a championship, we're not going to complain about anything. You know, a couple of things we have to fix, you know, kind of fine-tune a little bit, and we'll do that on Monday. But uh, excited we got, uh, got this. And the guys all know. I mean, it, it's a pretty simple path. You know, we win next week. You know, we, we're, we're in Texas for, for the entire run. So, uh, and, and Bowers uh, for three of those games. So it, it's exciting. And uh, our guys know what's on the line coming up uh, next week. Sam Easton has one more game left on the football field in the regular season. They get Abilene Christian, the Wildcats, on Saturday. We're going to have a full breakdown of that one coming up later this week. But before we go, as we always do, we're going to take a look at the FCS Stats Perform Top 25 as those were just released earlier today at the time of this recording. Sam Houston, still the number one unanimous team in the country at 9-0. and All 50 first place votes going to them. Staying put at the number two spot are the James Madison Dukes. Number three, the Montana State Bobcats staying right where they were last week. North Dakota State, the Bison, move up one spot at 9-1. and one. They're now number four. Number five, Eastern Washington. The Eagles now up to the number five spot. Villanova also moves up two spots. The Wildcats now at 8-2. Eight, eight, and two. At number seven are the Montana Grizzlies, moving up two spots from number nine last week. They are 8-2 and two on the year. East Tennessee State jumps into the top ten after being number 11 last week. They are 9-1. and one. The Bucks are number nine. The Kennesaw State Owls at 9-1. and one. They move up from number 10. UC Davis takes a drop this week from number six last week. The Aggies are at eight and two on the year. Looking outside of the top 10, Sacramento State making big jumps. They are now at number 11 after being number 12 last week for the Hornets, who are at eight and two. The Bison taking a huge loss this weekend to the Coyotes, or excuse me, not the Bison, the Jackrabbits of South Dakota State falling to the South Dakota Coyotes, an in-state rival, at with a Hail Mary at the end of that game. They are now number 12 after being number four last week. 
The Skyhawks of UT Martin are now number 13. They stay put from last week. Missouri State, the Bears, moving up to number 14, up from number 16 last week. That's 7-3. Southeastern Louisiana, they're down one spot after going 8-2, and two, did the Lions so far this year. South Dakota with their win over the Jackrabbits. The Coyotes at 7-3, and three, moving up three spots to number 16. Southern Illinois now at number 17. The Salukis at 7-3 on the year. They're down two spots. UIW drops one spot this week. The Cards, after being number 17 last week. The Deion Sanders-led Jackson State Tigers at 9-1 out of the SWAC. They are down one spot to number 19. Dartmouth, after being tied for 22nd last week, they're now at number 20, are the Big Green at 8-1. And, and then joining the rankings are the bottom five. Mercer, the Bears, at 7-2. Stephen F. Austin, the Lumberjacks, now at 7-3 on the year. They're number 22. Number 23 are the Rattlers of Florida A&M out of the SWAC at 8-2. Number 24 are the Princeton Tigers, rejoining the rankings after being in it earlier this year. And then Rhode Island, jumping into the rankings at number 25, are the Rams at 7-3. North Northern Iowa, VMI, Chattanooga, Prairie View A&M, and William Mary all fell out this week. Also receiving votes are Northern Iowa, Monmouth, Holy Cross, VMI, Chattanooga, William and Mary, Prairie View A&M, North Dakota, Eastern Kentucky, Sacred Heart, and the Harvard Crimson. That is your FCS Stats Perform Top 25 poll this week, and it should set up an exciting end to the regular season in the FCS. It's going to be a wild run to figure out who will be the 24-team field. The Bearcats already know where they're going to be at. Will they be the one seed? That will have to be determined after the game with Abilene Christian. Selection Sunday is next Sunday November 21st, 11.30 a.m. on ESPNU. That's going to do it for BSN Extra today. Thank you so much for joining me, ladies and gentlemen. Join us later this week for the preview shows. We're going to take a look at men's and women's basketball and what they got coming up. Same thing for volleyball in the conference tournament over in Las Cruces, and then take a look at the big football matchup against Abilene Christian. But for now, this is Carlos Zimmerman saying so long from the BSN studios. As always, friends, eat them up, cats. Have a pleasant tomorrow, and we'll see you next time right here on BSN Extra. BSN Extra is recorded in the Bearcat Sports Network studios at the Wood Forest Bank Athletic Center. The song Celebration, Amber Glow, and The Future Is Ours are courtesy scottholmesmusic.com. Today's show was written by Carlos Zimmerman, produced by Jason Barfield and shared in the group. This has been a presentation of the Bearcat Sports Network.